Welcome to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope you are equipped by this message from Pastor Tom Lively. For more information about our church, please visit foundationchurchfl.com. There we go. Should have dealt with it during worship, I knew it. Some of you are like, doesn't that rattle you, Tom? No. Law enforcement, 25 years, folks. I knew it as soon as I walked in here, and I should have said something, but I didn't. I was like, hmm, the antenna, here they are. See, there's a fine line. And if that bothers you, I don't know what to tell you. I'm not having any, I don't provide a platform for crazy people to come in and preach. You need to understand that. If that bothers you, I don't know what to tell you. The back door is right there. We will have, listen, you might be wondering, well, yeah, but you know what, what about, you know, during times of worship and, and you know, people can, if, it, if I sense that it's of the spirit, we'll go that way. If you're some stranger I've never seen before in my life, who's going to start screaming over everything that's going on. You aren't gonna, it's not going to happen unless it's of the Spirit. And normally, listen, if you're going to speak in this church, I'm going to know you for a sustained period of time before you're ever going to have a platform. See, for some of you that worry, you wor- probably worry at times. You know, you're, you're in a Pentecostal church. You know what you do? Is you hop on that wave, and you surf that thing. Or you can go full-scale Baptist and just shut it all down. That's, listen, I did that for years as a Pentecostal. Shut it all down, you know? I mean, I did. That's what I was talking about on Friday night. You've heard me testify to this at the River Church. You've heard me testify to it here. I had the word, but I didn't have the spirit. I didn't have the power behind what I was saying. So you have to hop on the wave. You can't be afraid. And then when the crazies come, we had a crazy erupt here on Friday night. He got ushered out the back door. She got ushered up the front door. And you, people might think it's a lack of compassion. Well, no, this is, God is a God of order. 1 Corinthians 15, 14, 33. And that's where we stand. So if this isn't right, I make a judgment call. I'm surfing that wave. The wave gets a little bumpy. You just ride that thing a little bit, and you deal with it. Amen? That's what you do. And you're like, Tom, did your heart rate go up? Not at all. Not at all. It's Friday night. I went up and grabbed hold of the kid myself. Travis kind of took over, didn't want me to do it. That kid was going down. It's not going to happen here. Understand, so if you're a loony toony in here tonight, today, don't even bother. You'll ne- Listen, I'll trespass your rear end. You'll never step foot on this property again. Understand that. See, how everybody's afraid to clap because they don't think it's Christ-like. For God is not a God of disorder, but of peace. 1 Corinthians 14, 33. Read it when you get home today. That's what you do. This was going on inside the New Testament church too. Where do you think, where do you think let the women be silent in church comes from? Why was that happening? Because they were women? I mean, you think it, wasn't, it had nothing to do with them being women. It had to do with back then when, you got mar- when men married women. Of course, sometimes they had more than one wife. The women were extremely young and completely uneducated. They didn't, and societally uneducated. So they were just talking in church the whole time while people were trying to preach and lead what were Bible studies at the time, although there was no Bible. Paul's letters were referred to as scripture, 2 Peter 3.16. That's what they were studying. And there was so much disruption that Paul had to say, you know what, people need to be silent in church. 
That's what you did. Is that unchristlike? No, it's what you do. You know, what about what about you know with Pastor Rodney and people laughing? That's when the spirit's moving. When you come up here and you you're some lunatic who senses, you know what, Christians are so nice that they'll give me a platform? Not here. And if you think that goes on at the river, you haven't got you haven't you haven't been in enough services there. And you think I'm mean. You want to talk about swarm, swarm. I was there, I was there, I can't remember what night it was, in the middle of the minister's conference last, was that last week? Last week, right? Was it? No, week before. Week before, right? Gosh, dog. So I was there and a guy, they had an altar call and a guy comes up and just erupts. I mean, just starts screaming, just like this lady. Just starts screaming, the same kind of stuff too. Just starts screaming. And I mean, the pastors, Pastor Allen, boom, right there. And, this, and there was like, I mean, they were all, I was like, I jumped up to help. They didn't need my help. They looked like they, they were good with uh, arm bars and escorts from police training. Seriously, it's like, well, that guy was, he was on his tiptoes. So you're safe here. You're safe here. I'm guarding the flock. Notice that I was heading that direction. If it wasn't the security staff, it was me. It ain't gonna happen here, folks. You need to. You know, I, just, I say that because there's not many crazy people here, but I say that for the non-crazy people so that you know that you're safe here. What you'll get here is the Bible. Now, the Bible may offend you royally. And get ready today because we're gonna preach about the book of Revelation, chapter 13 and 14. There's gonna be so much scripture. I prefer to walk in and among you like I did last week. I don't know how much I'm gonna be able to do that this week because there's so many Bible verses that, and, and, there's, and there's a real lineage. There's a, there's a real stepping stool that you have to get that I don't want you to miss. Real quickly though, I wanna go into this. This is not the message, this is all for free and you do not have to give extra in the offering for this portion of the message today. <laughs> I've been saying this, I said this on Thursday at the podcast. I said it on Saturday at the podcast, during the podcast, and I wanna make sure that you understand something because it's very demonically deceptive and I want you to get it. Whenever you see, I have a list here of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven things. And there's probably others, but these are the seven that I could think of. Whenever you see people who are race hustlers, quiet, see how quiet I can make it. See, you know, here's the thing, I don't care. You can call me a racist all you want. I'm bulletproof. When you, when you don't care about your reputation, it doesn't matter. People can call me racist, you can call me xenophobic, homophobic, I don't care. Understand that. When you're dealing with race hustlers, climate change activists, gun grabbers, COVID tyrants and vaccine tyrants, trans activists, abortion activists, disinformation censors. Understand that all of these people are one of the same attitude and one of the same spirit. They're all aiming for a specific goal. Does that mean there's no racism in the world? Does that mean there's no pollution? Of course, there are those things. But what these things are are conveyances to tyranny. That's all that they are. And this, Tom, what does this have to do with church? Have you ever read the book of Revelation, chapter 13 and 14? It's going to be, it's not going to be, as I've told you a thousand times in this church, it's not going to be, hello, sulfur-filled demon here. 
I've got your mark of the beast ready. Can you clear your forehead or your right hand for me? That's not going to happen. People will take it voluntarily, just like we've seen now. But it's all the same spirit. It's all to pigeonhole people into a new world order. You're like, what does this have to do with church? If you're asking that question, you don't read your Bible. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, Revelation 1 through 14, you've not read your Bible. You're not seeing it. I said this on the podcast last night. When we had vaccine mandates and vaccine passports proliferate around the globe, how did that not wake up the evangelical church? It didn't do a daggum thing. I thought it would. I honestly did. I'd be like, these guys know. Everybody has Revelation 13, 16, and 17. If you're in the ministry, you've had that memorized. How does it not wake you up when the entire European Union, the entire nation of Israel, Australia, Canada, and New York City, you can't buy, sell, trade, or travel without your QR coded mark of the beast on your phone? How do you not wake up and say those vaunted three words? I was wrong. How does that not happen? But you see, these are all just avenues. Gun grabbing, race hustling, climate change, COVID, trans activists. It's all avenues to take over your life, to control you. That's what it is. And Jesus said in Galatians chapter five, verse one, it is for freedom. He didn't say that, but Paul said it, but it's the word of God, so it's Jesus. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourself be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. You've got to see these things for what they are. The mask is the modern day swastika. There's, there's, no, there's no science behind wearing a mask. So why are you wearing it? Oh, and then there's no science behind it, but what do they claim they're wearing it for? The science. There's no science behind it whatsoever. None. It's a pledge of allegiance. It's saying, you know what, I am in. I commit my allegiance to the tyranny that's trying to take over the world right now. When you see trans activists, all that is is, try, is the new world order trying to get their own people on, on various business boards. You have to have, the, in California, you have to, have to have this many transgender people, you have to have this many women. Nobody cares about the white guy anymore. We're all people. God's not a respecter of persons no matter what your skin color is. God doesn't care. The best person should get the job. What's so funny is to actually watch the left legislate themselves out of their own jobs. It's funny. How much, how much longer are you going to be a white lady and be a newscaster? You're not gay enough. It's gonna have to be a dude fully bearded with a wig on pretty soon. Seriously, it's already happening. As I talked so much last night on the podcast, I never got to my perv section of the podcast. We had parents at a drag, transgender drag show inside of a bar, handing out money, having their kids hand money to the performers. I can't remember what it said in the background. Is Aaron in here? He'll remember. Thank you. Oh, wow. Huh? Good job. Yeah. It won't lick itself behind there. 
But they're kids. I'm talking about three-year-olds handing cash to transgender strippers. That's where we're at. That's why you don't put a mask on your face. That's why you don't cave to demonic lies. Because when you do, you've just set the devil free. And all of this is that, all of it. Disinformation censors, abortion activists, it's all the same vein. It is all vehicles to usher in tyranny. Do you think that the World Economic Forum cares about race, race relations? No, it's just a vehicle for them to usher in their own bourgeois, snobbish, hierarchical, hypocritical tyranny. They're all talking about climate change at Davos last week. They all flew, there's 400 private jets there. 400 private jets. But you're not allowed to turn your air conditioner on? You're not allowed to buy an F-250? Please. You've gotten that. Why are you saying all this, Tom? Because you have to smell it. Smell the sulfur. Smell it. Well, they're, they're, they're not going to come to you. Well, we're trying to save lives by taking away people's guns. Really? The exact same people who are trying to save lives by taking guns out of people's hands are the exact same people butchering the unborn to the tune of 40 to 60 million per year. That's the UN statistic is 41.2 million in 2021 abortions worldwide. That's the UN statistic, so you can probably double that. California and New York don't have to report their abortions. How'd that happen? They're the leaders in abortion in the, in the United States, both those states, of course, to completely demonically controlled. Leading cause of death for those that, that claim to be for racial relations and for the black community. The leading cause of death in the black community is not white police officers. The leading cause of death in the black community is abortion. The number one, the number one uh, when it comes to homicide, 97% of homicides in the black community are committed by other black people. It is a fatherless situation. And by the way, the white community is catching up. And more and more, every year, the white community has more and more fatherless homes. And I don't even like saying things in the terms of community because I don't care. Well, that makes you a racist. See how quiet it gets in here? Everyone's so scared of race. Don't be scared. It's a tactic. It's a tactic to control you to make you afraid to say things. Don't be afraid. They're gonna call you names and hate you anyway. And by the way, it's never, if you ever notice, it's never, the, I never get heat from the black community. It's always some 137 pounds soaking wet with rocks in his pocket, liberal white boy who calls me a racist. Who wants, who wants a Planned Parenthood in every corner of the black community. Exactly. And by the way, why is there even a black community to begin with? That's all liberal policies to, to start with. From, from, that's the genesis of it from day one. Margaret Sanger, a eugenist who hated the black community, whom Hillary Clinton loves and supports and admires, wanted to eliminate all black people off the globe through abortion. You know, for me, I want everybody to live. Amen. Every person. Amen. Every person needs to live, period. 
God is not a respecter of persons. He doesn't care. If you talk about race all the time, you're a racist. I don't care what you're saying. Well, I'm for this group and I'm for that group. If all you talk about is race, that's what you are. You're a racist, period. Just be like me. I look at souls. I don't care what color their skin is. I look at souls. Saved or not. Because that's all that matters to me. Are you saved or are you not? That's all that matters. So understand, closing off, this is the COVID update section. I have lots of stats I could have done this week, but maybe I'll do that next week. But I want you to understand that all of these, all of these, the list again, gun grabbers, race hustlers, climate change, COVID tyrants, trans activists, abortion activists, disinformation censors, they're all from the same demonic spirit. And it's coming after to control you. And now why do I care about them controlling you? Because something's going to control you. It's either going to be God Almighty, your carnality, or the devil. Well, I control myself. Well, that's, that's fine. There's, a, there's lots and lots of people on the right wing of politics who are going to die and go straight to hell. Got one that's right and one yeah over here. Nothing over here. It's true. Let's get that done as quick as we can. People have to understand that. Just because you vote a certain way doesn't make you saved. I may, I may align with a certain political, political party or political leaning, which I do, which would be right. The only reason why I call myself right-leaning is because they stand closer to the Bible. It doesn't mean that I'm saying that you go to CPAC and everybody's going to heaven. Most everybody at CPAC's going to hell. Most everybody going to the RNC is going to hell. They want to save themselves. I'm a good family man. That doesn't mean anything. Your righteousness is filthy rags in the eyes of God. Doesn't matter, matter a thing to God. I'm a good conservative. Doesn't matter a thing to God. Are your sins gone or are they not? That's all that matters. Doesn't mean I'm not fervently voting one way. I am. I'm voting for babies living. That's how I vote. Babies live. I'm not going to answer to God. There may be people in this room that have to answer to God. I will not be one of them that said, you know what? All those babies that you knew before you formed them in the womb, I voted to slaughter. And, it, and it, see, it never ends. This is why you don't put a mask on your face. It never ends because here's the thing. You put a mask on your face and now we're 27 months into 15 days to flatten the curve. You have states that are, states that are shutting down again. Canada just voted to not overturn their COVID restrictions on planes and buses and travel. You can't leave. You can't leave. We can't have Arthur Pulaski here because he can't leave the country. In Canada, he can't leave his country. Why? Because he doesn't have a vaccine passport. Congratulations, COVID-caving Christians. All those Christians I saw on Facebook for all those months, this is why I stay home. This person died, and that, this is why I stay home. I don't understand why people are so upset about masks, because it's all lies. If it's all lies, and God has a specific disdain for lying, found in Revelation chapter 21, verse 8, found in Proverbs 6, 16 through 19, you know what? You ought not to be a purveyor of lies if you call yourself a follower of Jesus. Just to be loving. I'm lying to love. I'm loving to lie. 
Look how loving I am by putting a mask on my face. That's why you don't do it. You never end up caving. Because all that it does, if you give them an inch, they'll take your life. All the, 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 modern, the modern church is all about truth avoidance in the name of love. Now what you're supposed to do is preach the word. Instantly, in season, out of season, reproving, rebuking, exhorting with all long suffering and doctrine. That's what you're supposed to do, 2 Timothy 4, 2. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrows and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart, Hebrews 4, 12. That's what you're supposed to do. You don't accommodate sin. You don't accommodate lying. They'll take over your life. Now, let me preach this message to you. Are you ready? Yeah. Are you sure now? Yeah. Now, what we're going to do today, if I get through it all, which the odds are slim, <laughs> in the next 53 minutes. Yeah, 53 minutes. This is not an ark church. Someone, someone just looked back at the clock. Holy crap, 53 minutes of this guy. Yeah. When I was going to Faith Assembly of God in Orlando, we weren't done singing yet. We started at 10 too. We weren't done singing yet, and then there was choir after the singing, after the offering. Preaching started at like 11.30, maybe. Two and a half, two hours and 45 minutes was the standard. We're gonna go about two hours. Ish, ish, I-S-H, ish. This is not, I can't, listen, what we want is the Holy Spirit in here. What we want is conviction, what we want is power. We're not, we're not here to get the service in. So sit still. Don't worry about lunch. For right now, even with Biden being president, there is still food at Applebee's and various other locations. How much longer that will be, we don't know. God will always supply our need, however. Always. So I'm going to start... Ending the message series that we're in right now is something I've never done before and start another one. All in the same message today. What we've been talking about is privilege. How Christians have privilege. White, black, Hispanic, everybody's got privilege who calls the name of Jesus. Who calls on the name of Jesus. Everybody. Everybody who calls Jesus Lord has privilege. And I want, to, want you to understand how privileged you are because most of the world is completely blind. And by the way, sadly... The world contains most of the church now. And like I told you 10, 15 minutes ago, I still have yet to see any repentance inside the body of Christ. Not a bit. Chip Roy, I've said this a thousand times in the podcast, a thousand times here. Chip Roy, the congressman out of Texas, is the only one I've ever seen publicly come out and say I was wrong. I haven't seen anybody else do it. I don't know where he stands. I think he's a Christian, but I don't know where he stands in the Lord. He's the only one. Not one. I want you to think of the major leaders. Right now, major Christian leaders. Think of them. God has right now put a moratorium on me using names, which is very, very difficult on me because I will spill them from this pulpit and on the podcast. I will do it. Well, that is, I've done it before. Many times in this church, I've done it before. But I've yet to see any of them come out and say, you know what? We never should have locked down. We never should have closed. I don't know what we were thinking, having our trumpet players on stage with masks on with holes cut in their masks so they could blow through their trumpet. 
I don't know what we were thinking, having mass services and unmasked services, social distance, COVID clumps, bring in lawn chairs, spraying off our chairs. We were wrong. Nobody, even the people that reopened, they have never come out and said they were wrong, which makes you extremely vulnerable to backsliding. Because if you don't set what is right and what is wrong, your yes is not yes, your no is not no, everything else is from the evil one. Ambiguity is from the evil one. You come out and say, I was wrong. I blew it. Turned out this daggum thing is a 0.1% death rate. 0.1, same as the flu. It's COVID's way more survivable than the flu is if you're zero to 50 years of age and identical from 50 beyond. Those are the statistics. That's what's real. All the numbers that you're seeing that support the narrative are lies. The real numbers are coming out. You know it's starting to percolate? Insurance companies. They're getting so many claims now. And when did the claims start? 2020 or 2021? 2021. Why? Headline in the New York Post. Strange affliction striking many women. Odd blood clotting occurring in their calves out of nowhere. Young women. Why? Why is that? Why did that happen all of a sudden? It's all lies. And I'm going to draw this into the book of Revelation. You are privileged if you are right now awake. You're so privileged because most people aren't including inside the church. If you don't come out and say, I was wrong, you're asleep. And you're proud. And God will remove your lampstand from its place. Book of Revelation, chapter two, four and five, the book of Ephesus. I mean, the church at Ephesus. You repent quickly or I will come and remove your lampstand from its place. Your platform. You talk to people who actually travel, Rodney Howard Brown, Jonathan Shuttlesworth, people that travel, churches are closing all over the place. Some churches have gone all Zoom. They're never, they're never doing in-person attendance again. Broke my heart on Clark Road, the, the Chick-fil-A that I went to all those years in law enforcement. I would have gone five days a week, but I limited it to three days a week, so it wasn't a public embarrassment to both myself and the sheriff's office. So I rotated Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Chick-fil-A, Tuesday, Thursday, McDonald's. I, I just got up and they would just, they would just go, usual? Yep. And now that place doesn't do anything but drive through. That was a community hub. It was a big indoor restaurant. And it was, there was hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people went through there every day. Hundreds, it was packed every second of the day. I used to try, I'd always time it. I'd get there right at 11, because it was packed. If you went during the, you know, the, the main time of lunch between like 11.30 and one o'clock, I mean, there's good luck. The line was going around the, around the block for the drive-through and in, all the way throughout the restaurant inside. And people would sit there and talk. We as cops, we'd go in there and eat and people would come up and talk to us. Gone. There's just what society needs is less connection with law enforcement. Right? We'd be sitting in there, and people would come up, their little kids would come up, whatever else. Of course, you always got the hated thing with you had those goofy, stupid parents that would come up and say, he needs to go to jail with their little kid. Great, thank you for that. <laughs> Take him in the bathroom and paddle his rear end, numb nuts. Why are you looking for me to save them? I don't live with them. You do. 
You coward, you're afraid of your three-year-old. Deal with three-year-olds the same way we did with the lunatic in the front row. Grab them, get them up under their armpits and drag them off to the bathroom like this. Bam, 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 they're all fixed. He who spares the rod hates his son, but he who loves him disciplines him promptly. That's just the Bible, Proverbs 13, 24. Don't just blow that off. While we reason with our kids, you're a numb nuts. They're two. You don't reason with them when they're two because you're going to have a monster when they're 12. I could preach an entire message series on that. Maybe I need to do that. Judging from what I see out in public and what I see in this church, don't ask me if you don't want to know, by the way. See how quiet it got right there? Should my child be, my child is at, you know, at those doors over there, and I'm calling to him right now, and he's completely ignoring me. What kind of a parent am I, Tom? Not good. Yeah, but he's only three. Not good. He's a human being. He's made in the image of God. He's smart. He's smart. He knows exactly what he's doing. Even if they, we've had people that don't discipline their kids because they're handicapped or they have Down syndrome. Bull, listen, a kid with Down syndrome is smart as a whip. Tell them to come, they will come. That kid's never had an option, ever. And there was never a, a one, two, three countdown either. A one, a two, 2.1, 2.5. Nothing. You come when I tell you to come. I never had a struggle with any of that stuff. I'm not saying I was the greatest father in the world. I was not. I'm just telling you that out of laziness alone, I don't want to be chasing my kids around. Come! I'm greatly motivated by procrastination and laziness. Come! I will not be lazy so that I can be lazy later. Don't ask, don't tell at Foundation Church. You don't want to know, don't ask. I'll tell you at the door if you want me to. I'll tell you. Hey, Tom, watch me deal with my kids. What do you think? All right. You'll never come back to the church again. You're privileged if you can discern the signs of the times. Because most people cannot understand. How many of you get frustrated? Why can't people see? I had Pastor Rodney come up to me and just tell me one time, listen, man, listen. He's always trying to Take me, talk me down. He goes, listen, bro, bro, bro. They don't know. Because I'd be, to the church. I mean, just, they don't know. And there's an element of mercy that has to take place, but not, not at the expense of the truth. You tell the truth no matter what. If they don't get it, don't just keep browbeating them. It isn't going to work. It's the same as nagging people. It doesn't do anything. You are privileged if you know. You are absolutely privileged. Let's look into this this morning. Matthew chapter 16, verses 2 and 3. He answered and said to them, When it is evening, you say, it will be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning, it will be foul weather today, for the sky is red and threatening. Hypocrites, you know how to discern the face of the sky, but you cannot discern the signs of the times. He was speaking to the religious elite of the day. And what what we're doing today is we're ending the privilege series, if I actually do end it, get to the end, 
And we're launching into what I call next level. Because you're going to have to be next level to survive these times spiritually. Next level. And not just survive, because God hasn't called you to survive. He's called you to prosper. You're really not even surviving if you're not prospering, because you're out of covenant if you're not prospering. Should be prospering, should be healthy, should be getting rich. Should be working. It all should be happening right now, no matter what happens in the world. We're not part of the world's economy. So 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Let's look at this. It's entitled, The Great Apostasy. What does that mean? Now, I'm going to preach to you stuff today, and now we're down to the next 41 minutes, or more, maybe a few more minutes. But I'm going to preach to you today things that nobody's going to preach to you outside of just a few other men of God in the country. Because this is not, this is not a seat filler. It should be. If it was me, this is where I would go. I, I, I go to preaching that stirs me on the inside. Not enables my bad behavior. Well, you know, I just didn't really feel edified. Edified means to build up. It doesn't mean to encourage bad behavior or enable bad behavior. And I'm not just talking about sin. There's all sorts of bad behavior that is sin, and there's all kinds of bad behavior that is not sin. All carnality is not sin, but all sin is carnality. The great apostasy, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. The great apostasy means the great falling away. Well, I don't feel very edified by you talking about it. That's not my job. My job is to preach the word. The word should edify you, should build you, should, should exhort you to do what God has called you to do. Now, brethren, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to him, we ask you not to be soon shaken in mind or troubled. How many of you are troubled right now because of what you're seeing? I have been. I have been. I, I will be flat out honest with you. At the beginning of 2020, I was shaken. I wasn't walking away from the faith. I certainly wasn't going to close down the church. I remember telling my family. I remember because I was standing in the family room talking to them in the kitchen. I can't remember whether it was all three of them or just uh, my wife and Tommy or my wife and Norma. I can't remember. But I said to them, listen, everybody may need to prepare yourselves for the fact that I'm going to get arrested. Because I'm not closing the church. I'm not closing it. But it shook me. When we were driving to the back in, in March of 2020, in April of 2020, in May of 2020, in June of 2020, and we're driving to our church back at, back at 3385 South Access Road in Inglewood, or thir, was it 3385 or whatever? 3385, they always get 3885 or 3385, whatever. When we're driving there, it was like there was a hurricane evacuation. It wasn't a soul on the road. 40% of our church left, never came back. church, you're a church of 200. Next thing you know, you're a church of 150 and going down. But we would come in there and it literally was felt, we felt like we were breaking the law. So people, you can get troubled in times like that because you're standing alone. Your family hates you. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. He who loves son or daughter. Get that now. If you're going to, a lot of you have no problem. Good. I hate my mother-in-law anyway. You have no problem with it. 
You have no problem with the start of Matthew 10, 37 through 39. No problem whatsoever with that. But you have a big problem with the next part. He who loves a father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he who does not take up his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. He who saves his life will lose it. And he who loses his life for my sake will find it. That's big time stuff. That is not modern day Christianity. Oh, you know what? It's all a journey. Do the best you can. You fornicated 574 times last year. At least you're down in the 300s this year. Congratulations. <laughs> Getting better. It's all part of the process. That's not the Bible. There is no, it's part of the process in the Bible. It's, you, you, you find out what sin is or what compromise is, you turn from it now. How many of you have kids that need to be saved? You need to model now. A lot of you are afraid to say it. You're such cultural Christians. Well, my kids are saved. You know, they're, they're, you know, they don't come to church. They have a girlfriend. They seem to be intimate. Uh, cuss all the time. But, you know, in their heart, they're saved. No, they're not. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. They're not saved. Say it out loud. They're not saved. What am I going to do? Stop pretending they're saved when they're not. You need to start. You should never miss church. And stop going to weak, watered-down, worthless, and I repeat the word, worthless churches. Stop going there. This is why you have 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. The reason why there is a great falling away, is doesn't happen overnight. We've been anesthetizing Christians for decades. Not telling them what they need to hear. What do you need to hear? Bible, Bible, and after that, more Bible. Yeah, but then the homosexuals won't feel comfortable in our church. Good! Fornicators shouldn't feel comfortable either. Nor should the liars. Nor should the haters. Shouldn't feel comfortable, they should feel loved. How do you love them? Tell them how to get saved. You don't love people by allowing them to go to hell because you're too much of a coward to tell them the truth. You're too, you're too, of the, too afraid of the expense of what it'll cost you to tell them the truth. Well, they won't like me. That's why we have idiotic politicians on the house floor with their masks on. What were you doing from day one? Stand. Well, then I'll lose my reputation. To who? Your reputation with the devil and the antichrist spirit? Who cares what they think? Who cares what somebody who will go and deliver a baby breach with their little legs kicking out? Out of their mother's womb? Pull them out just enough and then pierce their skull with a pair of scissors? Inject a vacuum and suck their brains out and sell their eyes on the open market. Black, white, or Hispanic. You're going to care what they think about it? I don't care. And by the way, it's not, it's, you give them, this is what I was going to say earlier, I forgot where I was. You wear a mask, and now we're 27 months into 15 days to flatten the curve. You allow abortion? You think it was going to stop that way? Remember when abortion was supposed to be, according to the Democratic Party, safe and rare? Safe and rare anymore? No. 
40 to 60 million abortions per year. They want to talk about COVID. And now it's, you wear a mask, so now you're 27 months in, forced vaccinations, vaccine mandates. Well, now they want to abort children 28 days after they're born. You think I'm lying? Pull it up. It's in Massachusetts, and it's in California, and it's about to happen in Washington. 28 days. I wonder how you pull that off. Hey, doctor, Susie here. Can you kill my kid today? He's 15 days out. Facts. That's why you don't ever concede to lies. You don't concede to lies because you don't want to make people uncomfortable. Second Thessalonians chapter two, verse two, not to be shaken in mind or troubled either by spirit or by word or by letter as if from us, as though the day of Christ had come. Let no one deceive you by any means for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first. What day will not come? Concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. That day will not come unless the falling away comes first. Should you be nervous in this place right now? Why does my phone turn on by itself? I'm gonna smash this thing and don't think less of me when I do it. <laughs> Just turns on by itself to the camera. I'm, you know, I actually, I actually put it behind the shower curtain when I'm going to the bathroom. I'm like, that'd be great on the internet. Live, Foundation Church. It's live, all right. Especially after chicken wings and pizza, about three hours afterwards. Fact. So don't let people lie to you. The coming of the Lord is not going to happen until there's a great falling away. And I'm going to tell you right now, some of you are squirming in your seats. You should. This is real church. I know you're not going to ever come back. I'm used to that. I am the standard bearer of people walking out in the middle of my sermons. Nobody has numbers like I have when it comes to that. Nobody. Do I offend people so bad that they're willing to humiliate themselves in the middle of a service, pack up all their kids with the gelding dad carrying all the stuff as the wife just prances out. Pick that up! Yes, dear. Yes, honey bunches, no problem. She's nicknamed him Beta. She's in the midst of a lesbian relationship and she doesn't even know it. Just pack up and walk out because they do not want conviction. They do not want the word of God. They don't want anything to violate their theology. Understand something. There is no eternal security. How can you have a great falling away and be eternally secure? Well, they were never saved to begin with. How does that make sense to you? How can you fall away from that which you never had? It makes as much sense as taking a vaccine or wearing a mask because it's all the same spirit. Eternal security is demonic. It's not in the Bible. There's a great falling away. This is not the only place in the Bible where it talks about it. Believe me, we'll get there. 
The day of the Lord will not let no one deceive you by any means. For that day will not come unless the falling away comes first. And most of, evangelical, most of the evangelical community believes you can't lose your salvation. Why? Because they're destroyed for lack of knowledge. And that's why they're so vulnerable to the devil. So vulnerable to the Antichrist spirit. Here's a virus. Do whatever we say. No problem. Because they don't know what the word says. They have no idea. Most why? When you've had all of these churches closing... Pastors who reopened, who had a church of 1,000, now they have 112. You don't see a great falling away here? You're not going to repent? You're not going to say those bonded three words, I was wrong? Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first. And the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Before Jesus raptures the church, Tom, I don't really agree with you. We're, we're, we're pre-trib. We're, we're halfway between pre-trib and mid-trib. We're halfway between mid-trib and 75% trib. We're halfway between 75% trib and no trib or no rapture. Do what the word of God says. I don't have any beliefs that are not the word of God. And if I, if I don't know, then I don't know. No one knows about that day or hour, not even the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. All we can do is read the signs of the times, and that's what I'm going to tell you today. That's what I'm going to tell you today, the signs of the times. Before Jesus raptures the church, four things have to happen. Jesus can come back at any minute. Not true. That's how you get vulnerable to deception when you espouse deception. See how quiet it gets in here? Here, here's what I'll challenge you with. You're, if you get offended during this message, go home and study every, every single verse I put out to you today. Will you do that or will you choose offense because it's easier and you'd rather be offended because it tickles your ears and tickles your carnality and gives you an out. I ain't coming back to that church. It's what you've done your whole life. That's why you're backslidden on your way to hell right now. I ain't going back to that church. Lovely for you. Look where you are. Kids aren't saved and you're not saved either. There four things have to happen before Jesus raptures the church according to the Bible. The great falling away, the beast is revealed, the gospel is preached, and there's an abomination of desolation, which is 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 4. Who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshiped so that he sits as God in the temple of God. That happens before the rapture. I don't believe that, Tom. That's not what the books that I read. Why are you reading books instead of studying the Bible? Amen. Well, I believe that, you know, see, that's the problem. Those first two words you just said, I believe instead of it is written. Jesus did not answer the devil with, I believe. He answered, it is also written. That's what you do. Form your beliefs. There's going to be pockets that you're not going to know about because that's what Scripture says. It's not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. Acts chapter 1, verse 7. Got it, Lord, no problem. Matthew 24, 36. No one knows about that day or hour. Got it, Lord, no problem. But we can read the signs of the times, like the parable of the ten virgins. We can have an idea, and I'm telling you that these four things have to happen. Revelation chapter 13, 2 through 4. 
Now the beast which I saw was like a leopard. His feet were like the feet of a bear and his mouth like the mouth of a lion. The dragon gave him his power. The devil gave him his power, his throne, and great authority. And I saw one of his heads as if it had been mortally wounded and his deadly wound was healed. And all the world marveled and followed the beast. How much of the world followed the beast? All of it. Can you see how it'll happen now? Here's the 99.9% of the 99.9% survival virus. Do everything that I tell you to do to save yourself from a 0.1% death rate. No problem. Hey church, what we need you to do is bend over and take the turkey baster up the rear end. No problem. Yeah, I said it. I don't care. Bunch of cowards. Bunch of people pleasers. I don't want anybody to not think we're reasonable. They nailed Jesus to the cross. Do you think they thought he was reasonable? Why are you not modeling Jesus? Why are you modeling your own formed religion? So the beast is introduced. And all the world marveled and followed the beast. Now notice this is Revelation chapter 13. So they worshiped the dragon who gave authority to the beast. And they worshiped the beast saying, who is like the beast? Who is, who is able to make war with him? Revelation 13, 11 through 18. Man, Thomas, a lot of Bible. That's right. This is what's supposed to be happening in church. Then I saw another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb. Nobody ever talks about there's two beasts, not one. The beast? There's two. Nobody knows because nobody reads the Bible. Nobody memorizes Bible verses. They just form their own theology under the context of I believe. I don't have things that I believe. I have, it is written. He's like, Tom, you sound like you're bragging. I'm not bragging, that's being broken and contrite. I don't form my own religion. I don't say that I'm right when I'm wrong. A lot of you struggle with that, don't you? Don't you? Ask your wife if you do or not. Do it right now, man. Ask him. Coward. Ask him. Do I struggle with it? I can ask my wife that. Do I struggle with that? I don't. I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Ask Hope if she struggles with it. She does. <laughs> she does. We have an open relationship. We're just like, you know what? Everything's on the table. I got, I got mad as fire with her recently because she said I text when I drive. And we just had it out. No, everything's on the table. We fight like once a decade. Seriously, it's once a decade. Get it all out. Get all of her faults out on the table. Nine, 98.7% of the problems in my house are caused by me. Seriously, the pastor of this church, it's the truth. There's a lot, I cause a lot less problems than I did 20 years ago, but to this day, it's not Tommy, it's not Norma, it's not Hope, it's me. If you don't believe that's the case, turn and ask your spouse right now. Nobody does it, why don't you do it? There's one, I saw you guys, bless you back there. Unless you leaned over and said, let's not do that. Let's get out of here. Let's wait for the next big laugh and head for the door. 
You're like, Tom, how do you mix in laughter when you're talking about the beast? Why not? This doesn't make me uncomfortable. This is my Jesus. It's the word of God. This make me uncomfortable. What's, why, why does there have to be ominous music playing when you talk about the beast who's under your feet? Do the, do the Potomac two-step. He's under your feet. Smash him. There's nothing to worry about. He's under your feet. You, you're like, you want to talk about white and black. We just saw you dance. Boy, you are white. That's true. I don't, I don't consider, I don't know if I could have Aaron come up here to our Nord stage three, which he loves. He can play anything. He can make anything happen. For those of you who are in the band, just understand that he can make, he can replace you with that thing. Don't get pride. Don't get pride. Don't get prideful. I don't need to have Aaron come up and play ominous music. Something ominous for us. Because except for a very cordoned off time of scripture, we're going to have a great time from now until Jesus comes back. And then we'll return with him. You got the whole rapture of the church, we'll disappear, then we come back with him. And Northport will look a whole lot different then. Inglewood will look a whole lot different then. And we'll come back and we'll rule and reign for a thousand years. Then I saw another beast. Revelation chapter 13, verse 11. Then I saw another beast coming up out of the earth. And he had two horns like a lamb and spoke like a dragon. And he exercises all authority over the first beast in his presence and causes the earth and those who dwell, it, dwell in it to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. He performs great signs that he even makes fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. For, listen now, false Christs and false prophets will arise. And deceive, if possible, the very elect. Matthew 24, 24. For there shall arise false Christs and false prophets and shall show great signs and wonders, if possible, even to deceive the very elect. And he deceives those who do. And I want you to think about how vulnerable people are when you can get them to do whatever you want with a 99.9% survival virus. What about when they're calling fire down from the heavens? That's Jesus. No, it's not. How will you know it's not Jesus? How will you know? How do you know? Pete just said it. How will you know? There won't be a Bible there. It'll be a made up out of thin air religion, just like most Christian evangelical churches today. Love trumping truth. And he deceives those who dwell on the earth by those signs which he was granted to do in the sight of the beast, telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image to the beast who was wounded by the sword and lived. He was, think about that. He's wounded by the sword, a grievous wound that's healed. You don't think de demons have power. They do over the world, just not over you, unless you want them to. They're under your feet. Do that white boy dance. I just did it a minute ago. He was, granted a power, he was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause as many as would worship the image of the beast to be killed. He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has, one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. His number is 666. 
you're looking for a literal 666, you're wrong. It's the number of a man. It'll be man-made technology. My opinion in the form of a quantum dot tattoo that merges with your biological material. All so that the globalist elite can track you, distance you, mark you, and subjugate you and profit off of your movements. All the while not knowing that this is all demonic. They don't know. And most of the church doesn't know. What do you think? How, many people, how many churches do you think this morning are preaching about the great falling away? Yeah. Yeah. Before Jesus wraps in the church, you're going to hear this a couple times. It's four things that have to happen. The great falling away, the beast is revealed, the gospel is preached, and there's an abomination of desolation. Matthew, where do you get this from, Tom? Let's back it up. Matthew chapter 24, 10 through 14. At that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. What were they just asking? Jesus, when will you return? At that time, many will fall away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. This is the beginnings of sorrows. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. But he who stands firm to the end will be saved. So most Christians will fall away. Nobody else is capable of love but a Christian. Oh, no, Tom. My mother loves me so much. No, no, no. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Jeremiah 17, 9. The only people capable of love because God, 1 John 4, 16, God is so only people that can actually love are followers of God in Christ. So the love of most will grow cold. Are we not seeing that right now? How would you ever have thought what has happened would ever happen? I never thought I saw it coming. And then after it's all revealed that it's a giant hoax, Nobody says I was wrong. You have pastors turning their churches. Picture this church. Pastors turning their church. You walk in and they have a sign to the right and a sign to the left for vaccinated and unvaccinated. Here's a place for you to get your vaccination in the church, in the evangelical, born again, allegedly Bible church. That's what's happened. I mean, I'm talking about mainline denomination. I'm not mentioning any names, Holy Spirit. I'm not. Southern Baptist Convention, pimping and whoring vaccines. Look at me. Vaccine pimps and vaccine whores. And people are dropping dead all over the globe. The only reason why why it's not headline news is that we have no media. The real media that's reporting it, if you're like me and you're tapped into the real media and real medical information the countries that are still stupid enough to put it out. Right. Australia right now is completely, you need to understand, this is, this, is, this is apocalyptic conditions. Australia is completely overrun. Their hospitals are full, and it's not COVID. Why weren't they full in 2020? But they're full now, because nobody has the ability to fight off an illness. Heart attacks, blood clots filling their hospitals because 95% of their population is vaccinated. And you want to talk, talk about a circular argument? It's the perfect setup. Listen, the devil's smart. Devil was God's worship leader. Devil's smart. So you eliminate people's immune systems, 
and then they die of COVID. You say, see, COVID's doing it. And COVID did it. It's what you injected in their body that disabled them from being able to fight it off. See how insidious it is? Kids with, kids with hepatitis all over the globe. Kids? Almost exclusively an adult ailment. An adult disease forever and ever and ever. Now all of a sudden they all have hepatitis. They injected them with a vi- they injected them with an experimental vaccine that disabled their body from fighting off something that would be very rudimentary for them to fight off. So you should be able to see how this works. But he who stands firm to the end will be saved. You have the great falling away. The love of most will grow cold. Verse 14, Matthew 24, 14. And this, it mirrors perfectly 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations. And then the end will come. The people would say, well, that could be, though, as you have Jesus, when he comes back, is, is the end. Beginning for us, end for most. This, that could be between the rapture and that. I'll show you how it's not the case. Before Jesus raptures the church, again, four things have to happen. The great falling away, the beast revealed, the gospel will be preached, and the abomination of desolation. Revelation 14. Now this is after 13. Remember I told you, remember the order now. The proclamations of three angels. Then I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on the earth. To every tribe, every nation, every tongue, and every people. Saying with a loud voice, fear God and give glory to him. A lot of us are so Christianized, we don't fear God anymore. You're so Christianized. Yeah, I'm Christian. Of course I'm Christian. Really? Do you ever worship? Are you living in sin? You just... what you are is you're Catholic. You can't say that, Tom. I just said it. <laughs> Everybody in my family says they're Catholic. Not one of them attends church. I've, I've gotten into arguments with my mother till we learned to just live at detente. And I said, Mom, how do you defend a church that you never attend? How can you be so fervent about a church that you refuse to go to? That you'll fight me tooth and nail that Catholicism is the answer. You never go. How's it the answer? Need to fear God. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of being smart. If you're not afraid to go, go to hell, you're stupid. This is the church you need to be at, even though you are, your feathers are ruffled right now. You look like, you look like Pastor Ronnie was talking about a parrot skull, their feathers plucked out, those bald parrots that walk around. That's what you look like right now in the spiritual realm. You are so uptight. I'm reading to you Bible verses. In order. Second Thessalonians chapter two has an order. Matthew chapter 24 has an order mirrored in the book of Revelation. The Bible doesn't argue with itself. The Bible mirrors itself. Fear God and give glory to him, says the angel, for the hour of his judgment has come. And worship him who made heaven and earth, the sea and the springs of water. Back to Matthew 24, starting in verse 15. So when you see the standing, so when you see standing in the holy place, the abomination that causes desolation. What did Matthew 24 say? Mirroring 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Great falling away, abomination of desolation. Preaching of the gospel, correct? 
And then here it is, abomination of desolation, spoken of through the prophet Daniel. Let the reader understand. The Bible's very complex. No, it's not. You only think it's complex because that's what people have told you. It's why I, didn't, uh, that's why I never stepped foot in the river church for all those years. I could have been pastored all those years. Instead, I'm out flying around like a moron. Because I, didn't, because I listened to what people told me. I didn't go check it out myself. I didn't read the, you know, the, what I'm talking about right now is read the Bible yourself. It's not hard to understand. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 mirrors Matthew chapter 24, mirrors Revelation 13 and 14. Everybody got those? Read them when you go home. Well, I believe, you know, when, when the, the angel tells John, come up here, that's when the church is raptured. I believe. The worst of it we're going to miss, but we're not missing everything. But in the midst of it, we're going to prosper. Amen. Who opposed, Remember now, so G- Jesus just talked about the abomination of desolation, mirrored in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 4. Who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God and that is, and that is worshipped, or that is worshipped, so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Approximate order, falling away, gospel preached, beast revealed, abomination of desolation. So you can go like this. Where's the wind blowing? So you know. And then kick back and enjoy your life just like I do. You people think, Tom probably sits at home, endless meditation about the mark of the beast. No, I don't. I watched, I watched what's that Cameron Diaz, Jude Law, The Holiday? That's what I watched yesterday. Couldn't be any corny, a cornier movie. I love it. I record every Friday night at 8 o'clock, Hallmark Christmas. Recorded. I kick back and enjoy my life. I'm driving back. I went and saw Jonathan preach in Naples. No, it was, I was with you. What were we doing driving back? I can't remember. We were driving back. Oh, we had lunch with Jonathan. We came, uh, and we came back. And all hope and I did was look for a Dairy Queen. Is there a Dairy Queen on this exit? I don't sit there. Mark of the beast. I don't care. I don't care. It's not a threat to me. But you ought to know, since I know it's not a threat to me. But if you don't know, you can be destroyed for that lack of knowledge. Since we altered it up big time on Friday night, we won't do a whole lot of alter today, so I'm going to go a little bit longer because I've talked way too long. But I've got to get to a certain point. I won't keep you too long, but we're going to go a little longer than noon. You all right with that? Everybody. So here we have. So you have the abomination of desolation. Remember, we're in Matthew chapter 24, and now we're at verse 16. So you see the abomination of desolation. Jesus says this. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let no one on the housetop go down to take anything out of the house. Let no one in the field go back to, their, to get their cloak. How dreadful it will be in those days for pregnant women and nursing mothers. Pray that your flight. Is the Christian still here? Well, I believe. I'm, that's not, if it's not here, why do you believe it? Jesus is giving you the timeline. Pray that your flight will not take place in winter or on the Sabbath. For then there will be great distress, unequaled from the beginning of the world until now, and never to be equaled again. If those days had not been cut short, no one would survive 
but for the sake of the elect, those days were shortened. Christians still there? Well, I believe the rapture had already occurred beyond that. Show me the Bible verses. Come on, meet me at the door, show me the Bible verses. You don't have them. That's why I can be bold and say that, because you ain't going to be able to find them. Christians are still there. The elect is still there. Well, I believe that the rapture happens, all the Christians disappear, and then there, all a bunch of people get saved, and that's who he's talking about. Wouldn't that be outlined? Wouldn't that be in there? Look at me now. I know I'm, listen, I know that I'm talking to a bunch of people who watch the Tim LaHaye series, Left Behind. I know, and I love you, and we can disagree on this stuff. This isn't about there's another option outside of Jesus. We can disagree. I'm not saying Buddha's an option, nor are you. So we can agree to disagree and still attend the same church, by the way. It's not what it's not. This is not something that, that it's just the end of our relationship because you are a pre-tribber and I'm a mid-tribber. This is your excuse to not have the gospel preached to you. I'm out of there. Okay, pansy. I sit and get roasted at the river. It's not all getting slain in the spirit either. Roasted, corrected. And you want, listen, if you're someone like me and you, you've decided to be pastor, you get pastored. I get phone calls. <laughs> well, pastor Rodney's really sweet. No, he's not. <laughs> yeah, Aaron says, you're nicer. Yeah, you should see it. We'll try wearing a mask. You can wear a mask in here. I wouldn't say nothing to you. I'll make fun of you the whole time from the pulpit. I won't say anything to you personally. If you're within the first 10 rows of the river, you're never going to survive. He'll call, he'll just talk to you. Mosk, get that mosk off. <laughs> Calling you Darth Vader. Not kidding you. Yeah, he gave me two books. Pastor Rodney gave me two books to read. He's asked me. Have you read both the books? I've read one. Don't run away because you're being corrected or you're being proven wrong. Amen. Just show me Bible verses. That's all. That's what I have. You show me your Bible verses. If those days had not been short, Matthew 24, 22, had not been cut short, no one would survive, but for the sake of the elect, those days were shortened. You flip over now. Let's make it coincide. Revelation chapter 13. Remember, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 lines up with Matthew chapter 24, lines up with Revelation 13 and 14. Check it when you get home. So over to Revelation 13, 6 through 8. Then he opened up his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name, his tabernacle, and those who dwell in heaven. It was granted him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. Here's that brief period of time. I would be lying to you if I don't preach to you this part. It was granted to them, to him, to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And authority was given him over every tribe, tongue, and nation. All who dwell on the earth will worship him whose names are not written in the Lamb's book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. That's the truth. But you have Revelation 3.10. Because, because you have kept my command to persevere, I will also keep you from the hour of trial which shall come upon the whole earth to, dwell, to test those who dwell on the earth. We miss the worst of it, but we don't miss it all. There's Christians being killed today. For what purpose? Because they're Christians. Right now, being killed and, and tortured right now. 
We all think we're just going to escape every last bit of it. That's not the Bible. I know that's what, that's how you fill seats. Nothing bad's ever going to happen to you. Well, nothing bad is ever going to happen to you except what Jesus, Jesus himself was vulnerable to because you've received all his spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. He gave you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Ephesians chapter one, verse three, Matthew chapter 16, verse 19. But what happened to Jesus? He never suffered. He was vulnerable to what? Persecution, martyrdom. That's all. You can fly. Listen, right now, fly wherever you want. Sign up right now. Sign up today for a skydiving class. You'll be perfectly fine. If you believe correctly what the word of God says. You're not vulnerable to a daggum thing outside of persecution and martyrdom. And that's God-ordained martyrdom. Not somebody coming in here and shooting up the church. That's forbade. That's bound in Jesus' name. You see what happens to the idiots in this church. You come in here, you come in here and trying to shoot up the place, you wouldn't, you wouldn't make it through that, that brown door back there before you were dead. There's so many guns in this room. But martyrdom is different. Dealing at Columbine High School? Girl has a gun to her head. Dylan Klebel puts a gun to her head. You renounce Christ or you're dead. I will never renounce Christ. Shot her right through the head. She's dancing on the streets of gold. She's a better Christian than most of us. So if you want to believe what you want when it comes to this, if that's what you want to do, but I'm telling you what the word of God says. Everything else is I believe. John, come up here. That's the rapture of the church. Really? It's not what it says here. It says the elect are there. The elect are there after the great falling away. The elect are there after the gospel is preached. The elect are there after the revealing of the Antichrist. The elect are there after the abomination of desolation, according to the Bible. Everything else is conjecture. You want to believe something different? Go right ahead. But it makes you weak. You should be able to quote scripture with your beliefs. Because scripture should be your beliefs. Faith, come by, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Revelation 14. Now see the progression. Then a third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast and his image and receives his mark on his forehead or on, or on his hand, he himself shall also drink of the wrath of God. Which is being, he shall, let me quote it directly. He himself shall also drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is being poured out full strength into the cup of his indignation. He shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels, in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascends forever and ever. Tom, this is not edifying. Why? Why is this not edifying? This is the God that we worship. That's why a lot of people struggle to worship God, because you consider him your equal. He's not. Have you ever been around a kid who talks to an adult or talks to you as an adult like your equals? I won't spend any time with that kid. I'll refer them back to your parent. I'll refer that little demon back to the demons that raised them. You're not going to come to me as a five-year-old and call me Tommy. No. This is God. Most Christians and most churches today in America would turn their back on God if they got these verses read to them. So who are they following then? Who are they following? I'll worship towards your holy temple. 
For you have, esteem, you, have, you have esteemed your word. You have magnified your word above all your name. Psalm 138 too. And the smoke of their torment ascends forever and ever. And they have no rest day or night. Who worship the beast and his image and receive the mark of his name. Here is the patience of the saints. So, wow, that's weird, isn't it? In John chapter 2, the angel tells John to come up here, and they're all raptured. But here is the patience of the saints. Well, that's because they were all raptured, then people got saved, and now there's more saints. Yeah, that's, that's how you preach in the ark church. It keeps people in the seats. We'll just miss everything. That's why people have no ability to stand in the midst of persecution. Because they've been told their entire, their entire life has been a participation trophy, and they're 47. Seriously. You know what happened when I grew up? When you lost, you freaking lost. I was on football teams that went 0-10. And, and there was no celebration. There was their work. Get that phone. Whoever it is, we'll wait on you. Mute. Right there, everybody. See it? I love you. It's happened to me, too. She was scrambling her butt off trying to get it. I get it. I've just been humiliated so many times like I just humiliated her that I don't do it anymore. I don't hate the person that humiliated me, either. They were right, and I was wrong. There you go. Life is very easy. Only by pride comes contention. Proverbs 13, 10. How quiet it is. You guys are so afraid. Of not, I, I don't want to appear to be unkind. It's not unkind. It's the truth. There you go. That's it. I've told you this a million times. I, we went out to lunch when I was up at the minister's conference with another pastor, Pastor Joe. We were out with his wife. First time we ever socialized with them as a couple. And I had a big giant piece of green meal hanging out of my nose. As soon as Hope saw it, she, she told me, I took a used tissue out of my friend's wife's purse. <laughs> and mine that bad boy out of there. Oh, the, oh, the depths and riches. <laughs> I'd rather know. It's the truth. You have a giant green thing hanging out of your nose. Let's, let's take care of it. Only by pride, I wasn't, I wasn't embarrassed. I was like, yeah, do you have a tissue in there? She said, well, all I have is used ones. I'll take one of your used ones. <laughs> they've been married 40 years. I'm like, they've been together for 40 years, married for like 38. She ain't out there. She's not diseased. Give me your used tissue. <laughs> I don't care. Solve the problem. Only by pride comes contention. Only by pride comes being offended. If you're wrong, learn. If you've messed up your life as much as I have, Tom, we thought that you were the author of perfection. You're railing on us today. No, I'm just somebody who's turned from my sin. I'm somebody who's, who's left but hasn't arrived. And the smoke of their torment ascends forever and ever. And they have no rest day or night who worship the beast in his image and whoever receives the mark of his name. Here is the patience of the saints. 
Here are those who keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Then I heard a voice from heaven saying, right, blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. It's serious business. You don't need to get quiet. It's just serious business. We're a ways away from here. Falling away, the preaching of the gospel, and here Pastor Rodney talking about that he senses in the spirit prophetically that there's several years where there will be a mass revival. That is the preaching of the gospel. All these ark church people are welcome to come back. Most of them have fallen away. They weren't really saved to begin with anyway. Although there's legitimate people that were saved too that have fallen away. We will have a mass revival of people who are unsaved. Because they will see the demonstrations of the power of God accelerated in these end times. They'll see it. Yes, says the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors and their works follow them. But remember, Revelation 3.10, these are some rough times at the very end, right before the return of the Lord, right before the rapture of the church. Because you have kept my command to persevere, Revelation 3.10, I will also keep you from the hour of trial. None of this is the hour of trial. Christians die all the time for their faith. We're just not used to it in America. We're, we're, most Christians will knock their grandmother out of the way to take the mark of the beast as soon as Walmart closes. I don't want to be inconvenienced. Where's the mark? It's true. That's what's going to happen. The love of most will go cold. But no matter what, remember, we missed the worst of it. I mean, what, what, what do you think was happening with the Christian church inside of Iran today? In Saudi Arabia? It'll just be more widespread. Because you have kept my command to persevere, I will also keep you from the hour of trial which shall come upon the whole earth to test those who dwell on the earth. That's it. Most of it, we're gonna miss. Remember, before Jesus raptures the church, it's the fifth time I've told you this, there will be a great falling away, the beast will be revealed, the mark of the beast will be revealed, and the abomination of desolation will happen, and the gospel will be preached. 1208, everybody good for a couple more minutes. So back to 2 Thessalonians. This all, remember, 2 Thessalonians, mirrored by Matthew 24, mirrored by Revelation 13 and 14. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, starting in verse 5. Do you not remember that when I was still with you, I told you these things? And now you know what is restraining. Remember, what was the setup to all this? Now, brethren, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 1. And our gathering together to him, we ask you not to be soon shaken or in mind or troubled, either by spirit or by word or by letter, as if from us, as though the day of Christ had come. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first. The man of, the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshiped, so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself to be God. Now we're at the next verse, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 5. Do you not remember these things? That when I was still with you, I told you these things. And now you know what is restraining. That he may be revealed in his own time. What is restraining? You and me. Or it. There's a few pockets of Christianity around the globe. A few churches like ours. Here and there. 
but there's a mighty revival about to occur. Some of you that when I said that, your facial expression went from this to this. Christians always get very excited about everything that's going to happen in the future, but they're never very excited about what they're called to do today. Someday, I've heard this, I've heard this prophesied so many times. I see in the future fires burning throughout Florida. They go from, from Tampa to Sarasota to Fort Myers to Miami, up Fort Lauderdale to Daytona Beach to Jacksonville. It's, oh, praise God. Well, what am I called to do? They never say that. Well, let me tell you what you're called to do in the midst of that. You're called to serve. You're called to pray. You're called to work in the nurseries. Oh, uh, can you just prophesy again? So I can just shout. We are the restraining. We are holding back beast one in beast two. He will not be able, I, said, I didn't say that he would reign before we left. I said that he'll be revealed before we leave. Here it is. And now you know what is restraining, that he may be revealed in his own time. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. And this is where I had to get today before I finished. Worship team, you guys can make your way. I don't start playing yet, Aaron. I'll give you our sign language. <laughs> Only he now restrains. That's the body of Christ. He is capitalized. Jesus is not here, but the body of Christ full of his spirit is. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. Summary, very quickly. Revelation 13, 2 and 4, 11 through 18, beast revealed. Revelation 14, 6 through 7, gospel preached. Number three, 2 Thessalonians 2, 4, abomination of desolation. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3, the great falling away. Everybody there? We are the restraining. That all will occur in the midst of our restraining. The beast is revealed, but he will not dominate while we're here. Just said it right here. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until he's taken out of the way. Here's where we're closing. Revelation 14, 14 through 16. Then I looked, and behold, a white cloud. And him who sat on the cloud was like the Son of Man having on his head a golden crown and in his hand a sharp sickle. And another angel came out of the temple crying with a loud voice to him who sat on the cloud, thrust in your sickle for the time has come for you to reap. For the harvest of the earth is ripe. So he who sat on the cloud thrust in his sickle on the earth and the earth was reaped. That's the, that right there is the rapture. That's the only way. See the tacit? It's like, it's like we're all at a golf match. It's the only way it lines up according to Scripture. 2 Thessalonians, Matthew 24, 
Revelation 13 and 14, that's how it lines up when you see where the Christians are. Everything else is mere conjecture and hope. I preach the word, I don't preach hope. I preach the word of God. I didn't get to anything near what I was supposed to get to today. So we'll continue, we'll, we'll continue on with this next week, unless God gives me something different, which that could happen at any moment, at any time. But I want you to understand these things so you know that I'm done. Here you go. There it is. I'm done. And it's 12:14. I promised you we'd close quickly, so we will. But I want you to know what to look for. I want you to know what the signs are. You, listen, you may have your feathers ruffled, but you're thinking. And you can go home, and I challenge you. I challenge you right now in full confidence. I challenge you to study what I just preached to you. It will only take you a couple hours. It's very easy. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, Matthew 24, Revelation 13 and 14. You're talking about a total of four chapters. And Revelation 13 and 14 are brief. I know them. I've got a lot of it memorized. I'm telling you, study it out. It'll make you strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And it'll grow your faith to know the word of God. And I'll tell you this one last time before we go. There's going to be a mighty move of God globally amongst the currently unsaved, those that are filling the bars, injecting themselves with fentanyl, everything. Your unsaved loved ones, you know what? You need to thank God they're unsaved and not lukewarm Christians. God said, I prefer you be hot or cold. If God says it, then it's true. Amen. We're, the ones who, we're the ones who make one sin worse than the other. Oh, how disgusting that they're homosexual, says the pornographer. Going to the exact same hell for the exact same reason. If God says, I would prefer that you be stone cold than a lukewarm Christian, somebody claiming Christianity and living in hypocrisy, then that's the truth. That's the truth. Thank you so much for joining us. We know that when there are this many people in person or watching online, that there is a chance that some have not started a relationship with Christ. If that's you and you would like a relationship with Jesus that washes away the stain of sin, you will need to start by repenting of your sin, confessing with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and asking him to be the Lord over your life. That means giving up control. If you have never prayed this or you have fallen away and want to return to the kingdom of life, repeat this prayer after me and mean it. Lord Jesus, I ask you right now to come into my life and be my Lord and be my Savior. I ask you to forgive me for all of my sins and I now turn from them and I give you my life from this day on in Jesus' mighty name, amen. If you said that prayer, you are saved. Thank you for listening to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope that you have been encouraged and empowered. If you would like to partner with us, please visit foundationchurchfl.com and click on Give.